The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Today's edition of Neo Reality Collective is brought to you by Anchor.fm, a free distribution service podcasting hosting platform that allows you to record your podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so much more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor.fm app or go to Anchor.fm to get started today. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Watch it all burn. Inferno is finally here. Jonathan Hickman has long since been pushing the story. Sadly, it was supposed to be under different circumstances had he been allowed to execute his full-fledged vision. House of X, Powers of Ten, Dawn of X, Reign of X, and if I'm and if I had to guess what the third X was going to be, it was going to be Fall of X to be a reference to Fox because of course that would be the joke. But we can't anymore because the Marvel writers decided to say, "Hey, let's go ahead and cut this out," or take a much longer time than he originally had intended. Yeah, and he knew, he knew, and also add to the fact that this has been building up for two years since house of x and powers of 10 especially in house of x issue 2 and in powers of 10 issue 6 they have suggested more metagrit the reincarnation mutant can go ahead and essentially deny the resurrection of destiny mystique's wife because why would that because crying to go ahead and start a fire is already prominent enough but yeah, Mystique, you know, the psychotic mutant who will kill and destroy for the most craziest of reasons, including trying to get his or her wife back. Yeah, that, that's dark. And Charles Xavier and Magneto kind of being assholes about it too. And yeah, this just makes a recipe for absolute disaster. This was apparently going to be the start of his act two, I believe. I'm not sure if this was the final chapter he envisioned. But yeah, this was supposedly going to be the act two event. But, you know, yeah, plans changed. And things got expanded upon. Like, such as cutting Rogue out of the story. Because Rogue was going to have a big role in it. That was going to set up some story arcs for her. Like, apparently with the Imperial Guard or something. I I'm not 100% certain. But he did some interviews with Blink. With some articles and interviews. Talking about how originally he wanted to add more issues. Or expand page count. Like, it's already bloated with 52 pages per issue. So that's saying something. Including cover and back cover. And not including advertisements. So that's already saying something. Uh, 
this was the big comic book event of the year that I've been waiting for, to see it all burn away, to see how this era of Hickman ends in Marvel. Be, well, he's not leaving Marvel entirely. He's actually going ahead and leaving the X-Men line and going to do one last big project in Marvel. What that project is, no idea, because he's pretty much done every event, every character, and every cornerstone of the Marvel Universe, even when it was characters he wasn't even working on officially, like he did the best work on Spider-Man, and that says something because he wasn't writing the damn book. Yeah. But, yeah, so Hickman would collaborate with three... with three to four different artists and this would all eventually coincide to resolve all the plots and all those questions lingering over the whole issue of more Metagra and how Krakoa can survive without her probably or she'll probably be safe or well the cover alone gives indication that she'll be standing alone and all mutant nation will fall because Orcus is also pissed at them for, you know, repeated missions to assassinate their leaders and destroying their stuff. Yeah, I, I would assume they'd be pissed about that. And not helped by that fact is that more Metagra kinda is a villain at this point. Like, she acts like a villain. I'm not saying she's not justified in this dark attitude she has, but she is more villainous than ever and really makes her past character stuff with this retcon they did kind of creepy at it. It's like how people heard that, finally found out that Jar Jar Binks was going to be a Sith Lord, but then they hated the character, the first act of the character and whatnot, and like they didn't want to go forward with it. They got cold feet. And people look back on the Phantom Menace now with Jar Jar Binks with that old plan in mind and think it's actually creepy a little bit. Not saying everyone liked it, but still it would have been an interesting route if they stuck to that at least. But yeah, we have to live with what we got. But um, we can still do a Star Wars multiverse. We have visions now. So, uh, yeah. Inferno. Issue 1, written by Jonathan Hickman, and with the artist for the artwork during the first six issues of S.W.O.R.D. So, I, I'm try I could pronounce their names, but I'm not going to try, because we'll be here all day if I try. But, let's to dig in after the break, and get right into seeing how all this is going to burn away Inferno Issue 1. We're back. Let's dig in to Inferno number one. Someone remembers. It's why they keep coming. The Omega Sentinel. Oh boy, we're screwed. We cut to the eggs hatchery area where mutants are resurrected and we see two bodies emerge from the pods with a cloaked woman involved in wearing the Cerebro helmet. What is it? you like to say in times like these, Charles. Revealing it's Charles Xavier and Magneto, naked bear with their appearances old and ugly, with, more with uh, Emma Frost standing over them and grinning. To me, my X-Men. Oh, 
callback. See, it's a callback because <laughs> it's a callback to the first issue of House of X. So uh, we're kind of geniuses for doing that. So uh, it's a it's a clever tactic of callbacks and whatnot. We're definitely not crazy or anything or being more creepier. Threat analysis Orticus. Threat level one. Scale system wide. Despite our best efforts, the influence of Orcus continues to grow on Earth. Buttressed by their current inaccessible position encircling the sun, Orcus is aggressively recruiting allies among Earth's traditional human power bases and fledgling anti-Krakoan alliances. An additional complication is the proliferation of the non-thinking, adaptive central bases, nodes, and territories belonging to Orcus allies. Yes, so uh, just tell them that Orcus has Nazis and I'm pretty sure everyone's still pissed about Secret Empire, especially Cap. Well, nodes are easily discovered and quickly destroyed, along with their spine networks, which are traced and serialized. It's now theorized that these were designed as catalysts for seed events, created to be the narrative evidence of our aggressiveness. And like the burning of fields, our overt actions used to induce new growth, usually of a stronger strain. So unless we can get to the root, observation and investigation appears to be our best course of action on Earth. But as for the forge itself, and Nimrod who looms within, destruction remains the highest priorities. Strategic Axis, Orcus, engaged. We get more info dump up with Orcus's defense parameters, the map of Orcus. Defense platforms, watchtower, sentinel city, Orcus bunker, telepathic bayou system, and Orcus forge itself, the home. There have been several reports of Orcus events. X-Force, Domino escapes, mission failure. Misty Gateway, vacuum, mission failure. Magneto, attempt to push Forge into the sun, counter counteracted by four Dyson engines. After 30 minutes, Magneto had an aneurysm and dies. Mission failure. What? Okay, that that that's the thing. Magneto tries to. I will push with all my might. Wait, why didn't we do this when we first started? Uh. Yeah. Uh. Never explain. But yeah, he has an aneurysm and dies. Like, they could have brought up... Wait, why didn't they do this before? Oh, because they have Dyson engines. Oh. There was an insertion breach attack. The result was unknown. Bodies recovered in transit. Warning sent. Mission failure. Using a mutant circuit and the forges, lo and forges location of the opposite side of the sun, Magneto intends to pull the forge into the sun using both his, en his enhanced powers and the star's gravity. After six hours, the mutant circuit collapses, unable to overcome the Dyson engines. Mission failure. Insertion breach attack, mission failure. Orcus hack, emergency message from Kid Omega, mission failure. Mystique gateway, Krakoan incursion, gateway destroyed. Insertion breach attack, insertion breach attack, insertion breach attack, insertion breach attacks. Uh, I think after the multiple attempts to do that has failed miserably, I think we should just quit at that and find something else to do on that. Technet, assassins contracted through Avalon intermediary, failure. Number two, unknown, probably relating to Mystique and her assassination attempts. The Brood Swarm, directed by King Brew, mission failure. So uh, the Brood Swarm finally came into play after being gone since issue 10, and they factored into nothing. Got it. The Orcus Forge. Flow 50,000 
seven miles in hollowed out rock calculate and execute a perfect landing trajectory just to break into the space station on a mission with almost no chance of success is there a word for that lucky quiet there's something and, and Nimrod comes in and beholds himself oh fing. the great beast himself Nimrod you keep saying that it's not gonna make me feel like this is threatening no, seriously, I, I'm still trying to wonder why do you keep calling him Nimrod? I know he's a pop, a very popular character and that's what he was called, but like, I keep thinking Nimrod and I'm thinking the other type of word for Nimrod and this is not really helping, even if you put it in all caps and bold italicized. Domino, mutant, possesses the power to affect the probability in a localized field. Solution, cluster bombs with quantum targeting, which number in excess of the combat area. And she fails miserably. So, not lucky enough. Doesn't matter. If your brain is analog or digital, I can control anything. So I'm going to reduce you down to atoms, remake you in my image, wreck this place with good. Kid Omega. Mutant possesses Omega-level telepathy, as well as some telekinetic ability. Flat level enhanced. Processing cores at risk. Solution. Rotate psionic seals and phase shift cores into secondary hosts. Then disintegrate target before he can overcome defenses. And he kicks his ass. Which leaves just... And Wolverine stabs him through the stomach. Me. Yes, you. And us. Ah, fing. You got to be fing kidding me. And Nimrod re reduces Wolverine to just adamantium bones. I've seen enough. Freeze it here. I am now, as I've always been, temporarily challenged. The order of some of these events escape me, but by my count, this is the 16th failed assassination annihilation attempt by Krakow and Han, and or purse since Nimrod came online. Your husband terrifies them, Dr. Gregor. Don't say that. That's not what he is. Not anymore. He is Nimrod the Lesser. We will not treat him seriously with that name, even though he is a badass. Apologies, but semantic descriptors aside, at the heart of this little show is a question that must be answered, my dear doctor. Sixteen times, what have we learned? Well, directed Devo, more each time, of course, the attacks fall into two fairly clear categories. External forces and participants, including long-range assaults, two instances of hired assassins, and a brood infecting outside normal spawning grounds which was clearly directed our way. The second being a kind we have just observed. Mutants from Krakoa, the same ones, over and over. So, let's see if I get this straight. The multiple times they went ahead and sent mutants to from Krakoa to them, it's been the same ones? As in Kid Omega, Domino, and Wolverine. Like, Wolverine I can get, but why keep repeatedly using... Kid Omega and Domino. Cool characters, but uh, I think at this point we should start considering other options like, hey, how about we get that, how about we make a guy who can transform himself into a gigantic freaking black hole? Oh, uh, no way, that's Powers of Ten universe. Okay, got it. <laughs> so, revealing that they've killed multiple Wolverines, and yeah. Yes, so, again, what have we learned? They're copies or clones, maybe some kind of reconstituted doppelgangers, a new technology perhaps, though a new power, a new power set more likely 
seems more likely than a scientific breakthrough. I mean, like, we've been here for, like, a long freaking time. We're kind of losing our minds being here. Whatever it is, we are getting better at responding to them. Less than seven minutes this time. But they're not attacking... But they're not getting better at attacking us. They should be adapting, evolving, yet they don't seem to be. So to answer your question, if they're not learning, it must be because the mutants don't know what happens after they get here. They don't remember. No, not entirely. Someone remembers. It's why they keep coming. Oh dear. So when is when, when, when so when do we get the disassembled part? Because this is clearly gonna go disassembled route. Pop! Congratulations, everyone! We've done it! Accomplishments like this are never easy. It takes a group of brilliant scientists working together as one. So, Dr. Singh, Hart Hatwell, Moore, and Gill, well done. And to you, Moira, it was your vision that illuminated our path. There are five of us, but you are the first among equals. It's your dream we've accomplished. Yes, to the dream. A cure for mutants. Eh, to make a long story short, they really killed everyone. It's interesting. I can't see her at all. Yeah, we get the scene again looking at Destiny discovering more Metagra and her abilities, but there's something off about it. Not the uh, artwork change, but it seems the conversation's different. It seems there's more context to this scene. Like, there's certain places of the scene that is the same, but... Yeah, we notice this expanded dialogue, there's expanded stuff in here, and even altered sentences. It's the result of, well... Yeah, it seems Mora has been hiding certain events from everyone. Uh, like I said, House of X issue 2, like, House of X issue 2 was taking place from Moira's perspective. So, Moira could be an unreliable narrator in certain aspects. She remembers the painful deaths, but she probably altered certain things in order to make certain Xavier was full when she revealed the truth to him. Like, this is the line where she says, I don't want to die, but Pyro in... But when Destiny summons Pyro, she says simply... Who does? Though originally she said that it's because it's because you've chosen a pit of a life or something like that in House of X, which means there's some alteration to this. But yeah, Pyro goes ahead and kills her in the slow burning of torture. Then Moira's third life. Now Moira's tenth life. Moira goes ahead and looks at the old site where she would be burned alive at. Revealing that it's just been destroyed, though probably in a previous X-Men title. Moira is actually reading the Book of Book of Destiny. Revealing that, yeah, Destiny still has kept track of everything. So Moira is traveling across the what seems to be what I think might be France, because uh, there is a Euro report here. Moira is calmly looking through the city being all intimidating and threatening and whatnot and being villainous before entering her luxurious small apartment. Active report. This is the Euro Sector France. Pair subsector gateway observation team monitoring existing gateway number E710. Energy spike. We got an active gateway. Are we running the updated patch with the new software? We are. 
Well, it's either glitchy or we got a problem. What's that? Look at these readings. Can that be right? No. Okay. I'm calling it in. Orcus node for Terra Verdeen. Dr. Sneer. I've got the request from Regional Observation Team. They're registering in the conflict in a gateway signature. How do you want me to handle it? We ignore nothing, Agent. And lest we live long enough to regret being devoured by our negligence. After all, that's how we got our how we where we found ourselves. No. Please put it on board. And everyone's just casually talking that there's a talking chipmunk in gorilla. Comic books, everyone. Interesting. We've been very aggressive in mapping the locations of the gateways as they spring up. This location was originally mapped about two months ago. Observation shows moderate traffic, including the occasional high-profile mutant. But now, a few days after our latest software update, there seems to be an unexplained inconsistency in the gateway residence. You have a recommendation, Dr. Jones? Yes! First, I must have my banana. Then we will dock. But my initial instinct is that what the observation team is implying, a glitch from the update. Based on the threat though, I recommend continued documentation and your full analysis when we have accumulated more data. Hmm. You disagree? It's hard to hear the din of modern technology. But if you listen closely, Doctor, you'll hear the teeth of a flareser clacking in the distance. After the latest update, you say? Yes. Whenever possible, I say go to the source. Get them on the line. And thus they contact the horticulture women, the old ladies, because that's a world we can say in comics, because old ladies will kick ass. What do you want? I'm busy. I want you kids to get off my lawn. I'm horticulture. There's a problem with the code you sold us. No, there isn't good, but yes, there is. When Orcus agreed to pay outrageous sums horticulture demanded for our, your gateway knowledge base, there was an expectation that it would actually work. What exactly is that you think? And what in God's name is this, Augusta? Are you talking to any monkey? It almost seems like... Like we're in a comic book! Yes, Edith, it's a talking monkey that has a problem with perfectly functional code we served them. Code's not functional. It says it's divine, so quite so quit this monkey business and eat this. I mean a bowl of pudding. I don't like pudding. You don't like to take the pills of your doctor prescribed either. So either do I crush them up and mix the two together, now you really got something to think about. At least tell me what flavor it is. Diabetes. Please. Damn it. Yes, this is clearly what we've done. We sold our souls to the Nazis, and now we are eating diabetic pudding. My god, we are so boring! I suppose you also have a strong opinions on the modern medicine and aging, Dr. Smith. No, all I care about is your code, because if it's wrong, then everything we've recorded with it is also wrong. This is too important to be wrong. You've got to understand, we need this information to kill mutants. We are very, very discriminatory. We are working with Nazis at this point. <sighs> Show me the data. Sending it now. As you can see, we're getting multiple frequencies from a single location. We are limited because they are located inside of a building, but we shouldn't be getting more than one reading from the same gateway, should we? Not unless... Ah! Clever, clever, dirty mutants. What do you see? The readings are correct. There are multiple frequencies because that's not one gateway in the building. There are two. Same location, different floors. 
We're fucked! Prioritize the parasite site immediately. Through a blanket. A support team will be en route within the hour. Understood. We're on it. Until then, we'll keep your eyes open. Nothing will be getting by us. X-Force Recon. Tommy reporting in. The Arcus team I've been watching appears to have just gone hot. Understood, Tommy. Logged and prioritized. Stay on it. So X-Force is already aware of what Orcus is planning. Seems like this is now a game of industrial espionage, eh? Yeah. Krakoa. Moira's no place. Ah, uh, what unexpected company. What an unexpected surprise. Uh, I've been here for like two years. Can I really do something in this series? After all you've left me down here hidden away while the two of you remade the world. Busy man doing the good work of nation building. The question is, how goes the real, necessary work of survival? Magneto and Charles Xavier look particularly old in this artwork style, but uh, at least they're more accurate in their age instead of Magneto looking like he's Michael Fassbender with just white hair. Not well. I mean, like, we killed the Scarlet Witch, I think, and then we're not addressing it at all in this comic, so I get the feeling this takes place after Trial of Magneto, which means I'm clearly innocent, and therefore we could have just ended the whole series after, like, two issues because, you know, you can read my freaking mind. What's happened now? Actually, it's what failed to happen. We made another attempt at the Orcus Forge. We should get a Death Star. We already tried that. Oh, damn it. Like a blight, the black halo still circles the sun, a monument to mutant failure. Let's not mythologize it, Eric. This failure is yours alone. Things will be different because we are different, you said. The two of you have made it clear how unimportant my, unimportant my perspective is regarding these things. Yeah, you left me in this place for two years. I'm bored out of my mind. I'm pretty certain if I didn't have my expect exquisite taste in Paris France food, I probably would have killed you all by now. Mora, you know how we feel. You're the most important person in the world. But if we're being honest, and we should be honest with one another, it's time to admit a few things to ourselves. The first of which is that Nimrod might be an inevitability. Every step we took to prevent it only ensured his creation. Every step since then has somehow made things worse. So, we're here to ask, have you ever tried embracing the machine? Oh, you're basically saying accept Nazism in your life. Well, if we're being honest, and we should be honest with one another, I'm not sure the two of you want to hear what I have to say. I do not fear truth. Yet, here I am, the biggest secret in mutant history still hidden away. One would need to be a telepath to sense that you're already in anger and regret, but I am. So I know it for a certainty. And this whole gathering of yours, this reminiscing of the past, it doesn't help matters at all. Don't pretend like you don't understand me, Charles. You've seen what's in my head, yes, but you never fully comprehend what it was like in I had to live in all those lives. I know this world and the world that follows our failure. I know it better than you ever will. And yes, it angers me that the two of you refuse to listen to me. Then rest your troubled mind, because that is exactly why we are here. Tell us, has it ever been tried? Instead of being at war with the machines, being their allies. You're basically asking if you can befriend death or trust cancer. Because diseases is clearly the same as Robotniks. I have been very clear and I've learned my lessons well. There are two, only two things we should fear. The emergence of a living machine that until recently did not exist and a woman who is dead who must not be brought back. 
Nimrod, and Destiny. Yet somehow you two, the brilliant founders of this great nation, have managed to find a way to combine both of those into three separate failures. You asked if I'm angry? You're damn right I- Wait a second. You said reminiscing on the past. How would you know? What I mean is, you sound like you just, you know that I just went to Mirror Island. You did. You knew that. And you were both here waiting for me when I returned. How did- are you having me followed? Don't be ridiculous. Of course not. We don't need to. Forge created a techno-organic transmission technology to ping whenever you use a gate and where your specific location is at all times. That slight itch in your left elbow, that's where they colonized. When? When the day arrived that we had too much to lose, before the first meeting of the Quiet Council. It was in your tea. How dare you? Like, I, like we said, you're the most important person on the planet, Moira. Why would we think we wouldn't do whatever it takes to protect you? Moira tries her dandest not to be pissed off into the extreme, but she still wants to go ahead and yell at them. Hidden knowledge make both of you insufferable. Your continued arrogance in the face of failure is somehow worse. Why exactly are you here? Have we been clear? We are here to humble ourselves. You're doing very well. You've lived many lives. We have not. We need to know what to do. So, yeah, this scene is weird. Um, the last three panels, okay. So, this is the off about this scene a little bit from what I'm seeing it as. Because it, it kind of sounds like Hickman. I'm not 100% saying this is fact, but considering the circumstances surrounding everything, I wouldn't put it past the idea. But it kind of feels like Hickman is taking a shot at the writer's room he created. Now, think about it. Uh, Moira, who, okay, picture this. Xavier and Magneto are all the writers of the Xbox, they're the Marvel editorial people. Moira is Hickman. They believe we can do without you, Hickman. You gave us the foundations, we don't need you anymore. Okay, go do your little thing with Moira and everything, but we'll take care of it from here, big guy. Then they come back, and now the idea is that they come back and we are here to humble ourselves. We need to know what to do. We need your advice. We need your help. Doesn't it sound like that? It, it kind of sounds like that. I don't know if that's 100% what Hickman was going for, but it does kind of sound like a shot at the Marvel office. Like... Like, you threw me out, you threw me out before, you threw me out again, and I come back and you beg for me to return when I could be doing something else. Because remember, he was almost supposed to be a Justice League book writer. He was going to work on Justice League, be given the keys to the freaking kingdom of DC Comics, and then Marvel came back on their knees and said, Oh, let you do whatever you want, Hickman, just please don't go to DC. And now it's like he's making a meta commentary on his relationship with Marvel. Like he doesn't really hate them, so to speak. He just more like gets annoyed at this point. Like, oh my god, your continued arrogance goes ahead and thinking you can do this without me, even when you clearly keep asking me to help you guys. It's kind of getting annoying. 
And he, she even, Moira even says this in the next page. Then listen for God's sakes, because I'm done being ignored and hidden away. I'm done being ignored for my creative ideas, and I'm done being hidden away in image comic stuff. Agreed. Okay. Regarding Nimrod and its temporary Orcus Masters, the clock we are running against is most likely measured in years. It will become difficult more and more, but there is time, and with time, we can also grow stronger, spread out and execute a long-term survival plan. But that only works if we actually are getting stronger and not being pulled apart, which brings us back to destiny. It has to be handled now. Any chance for a resurrection erased. Mystique will have to be removed from position of power. That's a tricky proposition, Moira. There are two seats open. Sell it as a season of change. Erased. That's what you want. Yes, erased. Then we cut to Magneto's once luxurious palace that he abandoned, and and he descends off and just hairs to marks his way to the throne room of his that we saw in House of X issue two. By now, everyone knows the process of how mutants return from the dead. What is required is for you to seize the means of resurrection. The five, of course, cannot be controlled in any such manner. However, the mechanisms by which the process begins and ends can be. So Magneto opens the temple underground and reveals another helmet of Xavier. Control the cradles is paramount. But more important than that is the whole whose hands of resurrections begins. I want you to collect what remains of Destiny's DNA. I want you to collect it and destroy it. Destroy it all. Will you do that for the future of your nation? Will that will you do that for me? So yeah, Xavier so Magneto goes ahead, gets gets the helmet. Xavier goes ahead and gets the samples from Sinister, and Sinister's just like, <laughs> Don't worry, I'm already too fun with this. As a show of good faith, a symbol of our realignment, we will. Don't lie about this. It's what keeps me up at night. It's, the, it's that one thing I truly fear. I am slept peacefully for a thousand years. I cannot, will not, accept her breathing cocoan air. I want her gone forever, burned from all existence. Yes, I cannot, will not accept the fate of all reality be collapsing in on itself. I will quote Reed Richards from Hickman's New Avengers Illuminati story, and I will breathe the same air of greatness. Medical report, healthy wellness for Black Tom Cassie. Patient report. Appears to be operating at upper levels of any previously recorded diagnostic and is quite often operating at the excess of a baseline. This current version of Black Tom Cassidy is, for all intents and purposes, the physically healthiest version we have ever seen. Peak condition. However, the patient is demonstrating psychological behavior that is at odds with psychological tests. All cognitive scans, telepathic probes, and brain imaging suggest that, like his physical condition, Black Tom's health is optimal and exceeds previous feeding. In contrast to that, the patient and seems to be suffering from an increasing number of debilitating psychosis. Recurring dreams of his body being consumed by the island, localized phenomenon manifesting in loss of feeling of the extremities, and hallucinations of machinery moving under his skin. The most disturbing aspect is that the person is that instead of wanting to reject these feelings and experiences, he feels a longing to surrender to them. And at this time, because it remains controllable, and because we have no way to verify that any of this is real or not, Black Tom remains on active duty but under heavy observation. Dr. Reese. 
Yeah, that's probably gonna end badly. Rosetta, home of Cypher, voice of the island. Doug and Bay's house. Time to go work. I'm Doug, and I'm a, I'm a voice translator for Kakoa. I have my own personal coffee mug for I love Kakoa. And he kisses his wife, who he married back in Ten of Swords. And her wife and his wife's eyes open up, and Doug is probably screwed afterwards, quite literally. So he's having a having a stream of consciousness walking through, and then says, Wakey, wakey, big guy, you're sleeping or something? And everything starts to artificially change with the arrival of the character of Doug's self-half. Who can sleep, self-friend Doug, when all the world is awake? Also, you know you don't need sleep. Self-friend Doug needs sleep. Self-friend Doug looks exhausted. Berto told me I need a better mattress and a nice pack for the bags under my eyes. Sam told me it's just called marriage. Self-friend, can self be honest? Of course. Self-friend, self-friend, self-find self-friend's life mate scary. Yeah, she's a little terrifying. I love her so much. Hey, I love you too, big guy. Don't you forget. And then the artwork gets a little weird. There's this panel where Doug's all smiley and happy. And I'm thinking like, I keep trying to figure out what exactly I'm thinking of when I see that image. But I just keep thinking it's supposed to be a Disney reference. It's something Disney-esque to me on that panel. But anyway, the panels go back to normal as the Tree of Life and Krakoa and everything else is happily in bliss. Let's talk about how things are going on on our island. Yeah, Krakoa, you can detect anything. Like how you probably detected Scarlet Witch's death but didn't want to report that. Krakoa, a changing of the guard. Change is in the air. It seems I can feel it. This was unexpected. But the council will honor your request. I'm just surprised is all. Normally you've never given these things up without a fight. I'm older. I've grown over the years. And after all, a victory is not a defeat no matter how much people try to convince you otherwise. I cannot be an X-Men out in the world and remain the chief protector of the great, our great mutant experiment. This demands a more attentive eye. My question is, why not quit altogether? Krakoa does not need a half-hearted effort of the lukewarm. If anyone, any of you, feels the need to test my conviction, go right ahead. I have been test well tested in the wars, and I'm still standing. Yes, I even went ahead and killed Xavier right in front of me, you know, that, that guy over there, with my Phoenix power, and went in a heel run for a while, all that ultimately sucked, and Hickman wrote me for a little bit during the Secret War stuff, where I got my neck snapped by, Doc by God King Doom, and then Brian Michael Bendis wrote me for a little bit, and that sucked. Of course you are, but it's hard for me to not fear, to fear cracks forming in the firmament, son. Is it really the right time for this? It's the perfect time. I will still be a captain, of course. I do that for our people, but I simply cannot remain more than that. Not now. This job, this sacred duty, demands total commitment and unwavering principle, regardless of cost. And this is my brother Bishop, a commander of captains. Are you ready for this? She bestows the flower crown around his head, and they smile, while Emma goes ahead and addresses the fact that 
she's in a poly open polygamy poly polygamy relationship with with Cyclops. He's in a relationship with Jean. Who's in a relationship with Logan? Which, okay, that that's kind of a big mess, but and also Cable's dating dating the Kakoa the Kakos girl, the clones of Emma Frost, uh, and he then he's just dating one, and then it's like, oh god, this is getting complicated. <laughs> oh, man. Tell me, my love, do you captains just expect us to accept this decision with no input from the council? I fail to remember anyone asking for permission, Psylocke says. Yeah, I'm just here hanging out with everybody. I'm clearly not doing anything as psychotic in the Hellions book. So we clearly don't know um, when this actually takes place in, do we? You know, you should know, if it's not already obvious, that we're also drafting, drafting in Psylocke to replace Gorgon, so we can fight over it if we want. You want? Make it a twofer. Emma just remains silent, and, you know, our everyone's favorite Blade girl goes ahead and says, didn't think so. We ask for wolves to guard the den, and... And Eo is its wolves we have raised. Like Storm said, changes in the air. Could it be an inferno of change? Think about it. Congratulations, Bishop. Well earned. I have all the faith in the world in you, Captain Commander. You have my word. I will not fail. Magic! Yeah, I was trying to get the name right, but I couldn't really pronounce it, I thought. But yeah, <laughs> man. All right, captains, mission accomplished. Now, on to other business, which, as you know, is our tradition where the newly raised commander buys drinks for out the other captains in the celebration of his or her ascension. How could something be a tradition if it's never happened before? That's a good argument, and I'm sure we have more that the more we drink, the more clarity on the subject we'll gain. As in, we're buying all the booze, and we're gonna go ahead and get drunk off our ass. Besides, why complain about paying? There's no money on the island. <gasps> I have several questions about that, so how does the economy work? Who said anything about drinking on the island? We're going to Mad Rapport. Or, because when a new captain gets raised, it ain't without getting in a fight. It's tradition. It's tradition we get drunk and get in drunk fights and potentially kill each other since we have weapons and blades with us. Also, uh, we still don't know if she's secretly going to be in a relationship with one of the Quiet Council members at this point, so we'll wonder that later. Meanwhile, later in the Quiet Council, perhaps as we open the session, we should take our cue from the captains and embrace the season of change, both in our great nation and in this council. I know that this has not been easy. I mean, like, we've been here for two years, and I'm pretty certain we're all trying to our best not to kill each other. Like, Sebastian Shaw got his ass kicked by, uh... Uh, Kate and Emma, uh, and Storm, uh, let's see, uh, we conquered Mars, we terraformed it, and showed Namor what for, uh, Exodus and Mr. Sinister are in a buddy-buddy relationship, and they're trying their best not to express their feelings, instead of trying to go ahead and dominate one another in a show of arms, uh, puffing their chest out, and, uh, me and Xavier, uh, as I, Magneto, uh, go ahead and, uh, uh, squash his head in with my, uh, magnetic powers. Way. Well, uh, well, we all know it's never been easy, but we shouldn't be afraid of what lies before us, and some of you should not be embracing a little happiness and enjoying the fruits of what you've built. I am confused, Professor. Are you asking for names of those we think should join us here? 
our volunteers to step down. We certainly need replacements, that is the priority. But as you know, oh, as you already know, which means you know already what we're about to say, which means this whole thing is stupid. We have a methodology for doing that. Anyone can call for a vote at any time and it must be addressed. We do not have a retirement plan. And heavy is the head, Mr. Wagner. There is no shame in a little closing of the eyes, a nodding of the head. I will not lie. I have considered it myself. So you plan to step down? I will follow my heart, Sebastian, for the good of the nation. Understand, none of this has to be done today or even tomorrow. We will be talking with each of you, and you should talk with one another as well. Maybe change will do us good. Or you could all decide that I'm wrong and a foolish old man for even considering such a thing. Either way, I leave it to you. You shouldn't sell yourself short, Charles. You know perfectly well when you have a good idea, and change is a very good idea. I say this, and I'm definitely not planning anything sinister or anything. That's sinister's job, and he's too busy feeding your exodus in a lover's game. You have no idea how much that pleases me to hear you say that, Raven. It is, as I know, a mutant we should consider for the council. What? What? There will be a time for that now. The time is now. We've been having this discussion for a year now, and we haven't gotten a damn thing about it. Other than going ahead and humiliating Cortez in the most hilarious way possible, but that's Magneto's moment. I want to have my moment, damn it. So, I'm going to freak you all out. I offer a candidate for this council who sits in Dominion of the mutant island of Krakoa. Come forth, mutant. And everyone freaks out what they see. Sebat like Kate Price freaked, Emma Frost is amused, Sebastian Shaw is amused, Kurt Wagner, Nightcrawler is freaked out, and we get some voiceover. There will be an island. Not the first, but the last. Storm is indigent. Exodus is okay, this is kind of interesting. This place will seem to be hope for our kind. Kurt and the Krakoa tree are kind of freaked. Mostly Kurt. Mostly our friend uh, Cypher. When those days come, remember these words. Bring me back. Mystique kisses this figure's hand. And if you cannot, if they will not, Mr. Sinister is just amused because he knows he just screwed up big time. Then burn that place to the ground. Long and behold, Destiny has returned. And she stares at Magneto and Charles Xavier. Mystique ends the issue off with a shall we vote. Allow me to cue the reaction that Charles Xavier and uh, Magneto had when they thought of this. <clears throat> Let me just uh, get this audio song done for a sec. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, that was the entire issue one of Inferno, the 52-page graphic novel. Oh, wait, this is the first issue? Oh, then they're really fucked. I mean... <laughs> oh, nice to know you guys. You're all screwed, aren't you? I mean, you, you didn't know this was going to end badly. The minute, uh, more meta so now uh, Xavier and 
Like, Neo not only had to deal with Destiny back, potentially, if that is her, because Mari Brooks' illustration doesn't indicate either Mystique is either disguising as, as Destiny or is doing something else. We'll see in the next issue. Or they're going to piss everyone off. So, uh... Good luck, Xavier and Magneto. Your pride and humor is not handling this sooner, or at least killing Mystique permanently, was clearly part of the grand plan of this. Way to go. I'm the government. I'm the government. I'm the reason nothing's done. So, yeah. Mystique has somehow, if possibly, resurrected Destiny without noticing oh we're screwed aren't we and, and i and i like to state for the record that uh, this easily could be just mystique making a duplicate version of herself elf and you know having her disguised as destiny in order to fool everyone and i'm sure magneto and xavier could detect it because xavier professor charles xavier has you know mind reading powers but um yeah, this is a bad situation, and this is like the first issue. Um, so remember how Disassembled was one day by Brian Michael Bendis for Avengers, and it just went for disaster, disaster, disaster in 24 hours? Now, imagine disaster, 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 and what seems to probably be a week, if I'm taking the best guess out of this. We're fucked! So, well... I'll go pack my bags. Good luck for dealing with more Tiger's piss-offery. It's been real, Xavier. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this was a fantastic start to the culmination of Hickman's mighty empire. And what a way to go. And certainly issues and solicitations are indicating that all the series are coming to an end in December, right around the time Inferno number 4 launches. In fact, Inferno number four does also seem to indicate that that's not really destiny because Mystique has a shape-shifting power and she does look like, and there's half of her that looks like destiny, so this could be just a clever trick. In which case, way to go, Mystique. Your obsessive compulsiveness to resurrect your dead wife has somehow doomed us all somehow because you'll make more of a tiger paranoid. We're so, good job, world. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see if Rogue will say anything about this. Wait, wait, she's won't, because they scrapped that plan, because Marvel told him, no, we're not putting Rogue, you can't put Rogue in this. Even though she would clearly factor into this. Um, okay. Woo! Oh, man. Phenomenal issue, uh... They're all screwed up big time, and anyway, what are they gonna do? But Hickman has shot right out of the gate with explosive collaborative fashion. Let's see how that goes, everyone. This was Neo Reality Collective signing off after our next advertisement and outro. So take care, everyone, and have a good night. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.